It's simple to be a yid. It's not complicated. Hashem wants to live a life, to eat, to sleep, to go, but everything with Hashem in mind. Everything with a kavana. I'm doing this for Hashem. I'm having children for Hashem. I have guests for Hashem. And everything that I do, a beautiful heart for Hashem, and just be connected in the kavana. Some people cannot even tell that you're so holy, but you're doing the same thing that everybody else. But in your mind, you're always there. To change the world? That sounds so stressful to me. I can purely change myself. All the way from Italy, today we have the privilege of hearing my dear mother, Mrs. Laufer, as she shines in us the clarity of what it means to change the world, of what it means to live life through a deeper and brighter lens. Tune in to our DAS discussion, where we take it from knowledge and bring it down to action. Welcome, Bruchim Abaim, Avenue, everybody, to our 15th Das discussion. This one is super epic, guys. Hold your horses because I have the honor, privilege, and schut to be interviewing my dear mother. Can you please introduce yourself? Okay, that's very emotional for me, actually. Um, the first time I'm speaking on a mic, all these professional studios, I never did that before. And it's always a new beginning. Today is um, the 15. 15 shows like the completion of the moon. The moon is full. So hopefully this discussion is going to be a full one, full potential. And yeah. Amazing. I'm so excited. Okay. Now you know where I'm coming from. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Okay. So let's start the Sikh of Nisafim Vayilach and have this DAS discussion to take it from knowledge and bring it to action. So the Rebbe in the beginning of the Sicha really shows us how the timing of Rosh Hashanah is so beautiful because it comes out in a year and in a month where everything shows on complete, like completion. If you listen to the Sicha, you'll see how the Rebbe says like, it's a leap year, so it's a full year, and Cheshvan and Kislev have 30 days instead of 29, so it's like a full year. The Rebbe's emphasizing a lot about Shlemus. So my question to you is, what makes a day complete for you? And is it like the time that you spent, the things that you did, the thoughts that you had? What do you call a good and complete day? Wow, food for thought. I need to think. I'm more a doer than a thinker, so I do a lot during my day. Baruch Hashem, I teach, and I raise my children, and I do chesed. So what's a complete day for me? When all my kaychas and nefesh are expressed, the, the day I could daven, that I be able to teach to others, that I'm able to help. When I do all these things in my day, I feel like a full day, an accomplished day. Um, some people love vacation, but for me, vacation is a day, oh, I didn't do enough. It, it's nice to rest, but I need this constant like doing and feeling I'm my mission in the world complete. So a full day is a full day of Tehra Mitzvah, a connection to Hashem. Wow. And just let's continue with that. How? What's the balance between being a doer and then being a, a being, right? It says like, you, we're human beings, we're not human doings. So like, this is a question I always have. Like the Rebbe says, we have to go out and change the world, and which I see you do. At the same time, what would he tell people who like, you know, feel like that's, they're feeling overwhelmed from doing too much or... You know, how do we get, like, what's the balance between being and doing? 
Wow, that's amazing questions. It's true. In this society, like we know the rabbits push it, push it us to do more and more and more. But sometimes we're not the Kaylin. We know the Kaylin could flat if we do too much. So every person should know their limits and should be honest with, with themselves. Sometimes I have friends that tell me I can't, I can't. But what are you doing? Like they're just sitting on the couch on the WhatsApp and they're this and they can't do other things. So we have to be really, really honest with ourselves, with ourselves, and see how much could I do. And actually, the more we do, the more kaiches we get from Hashem. So not to be afraid to go a little above what we think we could. And it's unbelievable. Sometimes you have such a packed day and you look back and you say, how did I do it? Did it make any sense? Sometimes when you use it too much, you say, oh, then it blocks you. It's impossible to do it. But when you go with the Kaychas or the Rebbe and you don't think so much, you just do a Simcha and you're excited in doing it. Also, when a person is excited, then it's easy. Then the you like Yaakov, when he went, it was easy for him because he was so excited to marry. But if somebody is like heavy hearted and it's hard for him to do, so everything is going to take longer and it's going to be an obstacle in the way. So my, my message to everyone is yes, know yourself, be honest with yourself. Don't do more than you can, but really try. Yes, we can. Um, Sometimes we could do the more than we, we think. While you're saying the point about simcha, about like doing it joyfully, literally, I feel like that's our avoida nowadays in like this darshvi welcoming gula um, generation. Whoever wants us to do it, besimcha. Like that's literally the same letters as Mashiach, and we can do the same thing, but for dragging our feet, then we it, we know it's a red flag. We have to go back and say, what's what's my you know. What's pushing me to do it that I'm dragging my feet? Is it like I'm forced to? Is it because everyone else is going to think I'm not good if I don't do it? Like, I'm dragging my feet to, to go say chitas or to help my mother. Like, what's the reason? What's the feeling behind it? Do I actually not like doing it? That's like a, you know, a flag for me to, to go and to start learning about it and making it mine. So moving right along now in the Sikha, the Rebbe says how Adam went to all creations and told them, Bayu Come, let's bow down before Hashem, our maker. And this is translated as he like crowned Hashem as his king. My question to you is, we're coming out to Rosh Hashanah this Shabbos, and we're all, everyone says we're crowning Hashem as our king. What does it mean to crown Hashem as our king? There's no crown and there's no king in like in a physical sense. So as we're coming to Rosh Hashanah, what does this mean? Wow, again, you blew me up with your questions. It's a real question. If we learn, then we could feel the king and we could feel the crown. But myself, why I love to teach and do things? Because it's pushing me to learn Seches and Maimarim and to know the answer. Telling the truth myself, I don't know where the, I don't see the king and I don't see the crown, like you said. But when you learn a sikh of the Rebbe, the Rebbe makes this like more tangible and more visible. Look, the Abisher is here. And the more you learn Hasidus, the more you could see the king. You Sometimes you could imagine, you could do different things. But it's the, about the learning and also be prepared with the Yontif. If you come in the Yontif without a little bit of knowledge, yes, the, the Rosh Hashanah is going to feel like a regular Shabbos or a regular day because we don't know. The, we don't, 
what's where the king where to find the king but once we learn let's say what shaifar mean and how we crown the king with shaifar and all the explanation wow when i'm gonna hear those shofar i'm gonna have like this kavano and i'm even gonna tremble and i'm gonna have a feeling of hashem but this has to come with a knowledge and the knowledge comes with the learning so yes it takes time but that's the only way to have a sense of joy and feeling and seeing Hashem as something part of our life, not something so foreign. Yeah, literally 100%. That's what Chabad is. Chabad is Chachma Bina, then Das, right? We have to have that knowledge to get that connection to the Yamtiv, that Das means connection, and to actually experience it, and which will lead to the following Midas that will come. If I want to love and be excited to do all this cooking and cleaning nonstop for the next month, I've got to learn about it. I've got to, you know... And that's why, Baruch Hashem, we have, you know, listen on the go. We don't have to necessarily sit and open a sicha. But if you do, that's like 20 times more special and powerful um, in a way. Wow. So, yeah, I definitely hear that. They have to learn to really connect. And the answer is there, but we just got to tap in. Sababa, as they say in the Holy Land. Um, I guess we're making here the Holy Land because we just said it in Crown Heights. So moving right along, the rabbi says in the Sicha how, like, in a regular, you know, day-to-day life experience, we can reveal Elikus in the world. That's beautiful. But when a Yid taps into his Neshama and does Tyra and Mitzvahs, he has the power to draw down a level of Elikus that is entirely above creation and above this world just through his Tyra and Mitzvahs. That is like beyond incredible the Rebbe says how and why can we do this how is it how is it not far and foreign from us and not across the sea and not across the ocean and not across the desert because we are we have a different dna our dna is an ashama dna our dna is alikus and kedusha so how can we tap into this dna that we have that's different than the world that we're literally made up of an neshama, a piece of Hashem. And this is the basics of Hasidus is to start living with this neshama in a day-to-day life. How do we go about tapping into this, you know, incredible sense that we are, that we're literally godly sense and not, you know, worldly sense, um, and start living with like the Tyrus truth of just the way Aliyad lives is just different and special. So today when I was saying to Helim, today's Chavdalet, it's Halil. And it was saying, Hemanti ki adaber. The more I adaber, the more I speak about it, the more the muna, the more I really believe in it. So I believe, like in sometimes in self-talk, you have to tell yourself, I'm an ishama, I'm special. Like you have to re- remind yourself who you are, because when you walk on the street, you see everybody else. You walk the same, you talk the same. Why are you special? And you have to tell yourself, No, I'm chelakilaka, I'm an ishama, I'm especially with Chabad. We have connection with Hashem and the Rebbe, and we have to tell ourselves more and more. The more we learn again, the more we feel special. But even like our learning is not so deep, just by telling ourselves, I'm the neshama, I'm special. I don't know, just everybody should find their own sentence to to tell yourself. And that would be like a reminder. You could write on your fridge, you could say it. Whatever you get overwhelmed, oh, but I'm neshama, I'm hiding all this problem because I'm connected to Hashem. So make yourself some clues when you fall a little bit down and say, oh, I know what to say. I'm not like everybody else. In one minute, I could be redeemed because I'm so special in who I am. 
100%. That's so powerful. And the other day I was feeling very, uh, you know, dragging and like not good. And you told me just to say thank you, Hashem, for this moment as it is. Correct me if I'm wrong. But it was like so powerful. It was like a simple sentence. I just repeated it. Like, thank you, Hashem, for this moment as it is. Like, you know, being good, being not good, whatever it is. This is how it is. And I'm thanking Hashem for this moment. And then you realize, wow, I actually have so much things to thank Hashem for. So the power of speaking to yourself, 100%. You want to add anything about, like, um, the power of, you know, influencing yourself through talk? Because I feel like you do this a lot and it, and it really, really helps. So again, every person has to custom made like what they're going to tell themselves because everybody connects, the neshama connection with Hashem is different. But like I said, like this moment is perfect. Hashem, thank you. This is also very helpful. Um, also, like I'm very, Hashem, saying a lot of psukim when I walk and, and all this is going to refocus. Like I'm don't talk and I don't walk like everyone else. I'm, I'm connecting to Hashem. I'm going to say the 12 psukim when I walk. So all those little things that you do that nobody else knows is between you and Hashem. It really helps the connection. So, yeah, like Hemanti Kiadavra, keep on saying, keep on telling you that you're amazing and keeping thanking Hashem for all the amazing qualities you have. And really, um, hopefully, a few day because you know you're here in a mission and everything is given for you. Like the, the table is set, all the ingredients are there to be successful. We're not alone. Hashem is in our side. Vehine Hashem Nitzav Allah. Hashem is right next to us. Just repeating one pasuk that connect with you gives you a lot of strength and like a lot of bitachen, and keep on saying whatever works for you. Could be words of Taiwa, could be word that you, that you make, and I feel this hemantiki adaber. The more you speak, the more the muna comes. Wow, I love that hemantiki adaber. The muna hemantiki adaber because I've spoken about it. That is so powerful. And you just started speaking about the 12 second. I know this is not a topic about 12 second, but you are very, from when I was, when I was like 10 years old, I have videos of myself copying my mother. <laughs> she used to give classes on 12 second. We used to like put on her shade and her heels. I have such cute videos, literally like copying her speak these classes of the 12 second. It's not really on track for today, but it totally is because we're speaking about, you know, revealing our neshama. Do you mind giving us a small dose of like why they ever chose these psukim and how they do help us live with Hashem and live with our neshama, which is living geula? Thank you for asking. We want to see our life as Hashem life. We want to be one with Hashem. So we have to think like Hashem and do like Hashem and be connected all all the time with him. The rabbi gave us a very, very quick tool, a quick fix to learn these very short 12 passages and repeating them every moment of the day that you have free, just say it and leave it. So when you need a moment that you need some inspiration, you could say Shema Yisrael. You're in a moment that you need some help to succeed, you could say the Pasuk Yogaiti. Every Pasuk, in a, you could say in a situation that you needed for, for Geula Pratis, or you could say all the 12 together for like a big, big light coming to you. And Baruch Hashem, a lot of people have told me that since they started saying the 12 Pasukim, they felt like more connection, more secure, 
Like when a child needs to go to sleep, they can't sleep. We say the psukim. When we go on the street, we say the psukim. And we really, this connection with Hashem, it's not only once a day, it's constant. And that's really, really help us to feel special, to feel one with Hashem and to get ready for this new year because we're becoming new persons and we're always growing. And the puzzle that I said yesterday, it's not going to be the same today. Today I'm a new person, a new day. And just so much to say, but thank you so much, Rifki, for bringing this Geula to the world, to bring this task discussion. Really, people, I'm telling me, like, feedbacks, I love it. And I'm so lucky today that I'm on the ear. I don't know, the last Shabbos, the last week of the year, Tavshim Pegimel, Bezot Hashem, next year is going to be a wonderful year, even more, more brachas for everyone. And um, keep on doing everything well, good you do. Thank you, mommy. But we're not over yet. That was a, that was just an ad inserted in the center. Uh, we still have some more questions on the line. But you reminded me from the twelve sukkim how I was in the Nachabad camp this summer, and we had like a chidon teaching the twelve sukkim, and it was so powerful. While we were on the bus, and there was like standstill traffic, and one of the the girl. So then I said, okay, we're gonna say like the twelve sukkim, and like the whole bus was saying it. And literally when we were finished. Like magic, but like it doesn't always work, but it worked now. They like it, the bus just started rolling, so it was so cool. Like another time again, like a few days later, something was not going right, and one of the girls was like, "Hey, Rifki, like say the twelve sukkim." It was so cute because like, why does it work? It's not like a magic trick. It's like a pill that you take. You know, you insert a dollar, you get a coke. You know, that's not that's not what it is. It basically what my mother has taught me from learning what the Rebbe says is. It's aligning you with Hashem. So when you're stuck in traffic, it's like all about me, the car, and the traffic, and I have to get to this destination ASAP, and like, you know, let's get rolling. But when I'm able to say the 12 Sukkim, what's happening is that I'm tapping into Taira, Tziva, Lanu, Maisha. One second, there's a Taira here. There's a Maisha Rabbeinu. Hashem gave the Taira through Maisha to give to the Yidin. It's a, it's our guide. Okay, what does the Torah say? Shema Yisrael, that Hashem is only one. And that in every generation, we need to leave our own challenges and our own constriction and our own Mitzrayim. And not only that, but I have a Chilak and Elam Haba and Kikarv. It's so close to me to do this. Until I get to Yismach, I'm so happy, I'm so calm that I am a Yid and I'm a Chassid, that I have this guidance. And then you just sit in the car differently, hopefully through actually thinking about what the Pesukim are. And that is like the quote-unquote trick that gets you out. You know, if I'm in our house, you lose your shoes. My six-year-old brother is pacing the house, you know, 8, 10 in the morning. And he says, like, he doesn't really, I don't think he's thinking about what it means. But when you look at him, you say, wow, he's, he's connecting to Hashem. He's, he's getting the, the higher picture of what's really going on. So that was all, by the way, taught from my mother. So shout out. Okay, moving right along. And by the way, this also connects with a part of the Sikha where the Rebbe says that Hashem blew into Adam. Um, Hashem took Afar min Adama. He took like dirt and dust and he formed him into man and then he blew into him on Hashemah. So uh, let's actually like close this off. You just helped us um, go through like finding the Nishama and everything. How do you like are able to live a life where you see the neshama in the other person. I feel like like back to basics of living gula and bringing gula is is avaschinam and just like finding like seeing klal as one whole. And that's what the Arab says in the sicha. We have to see the neshama that's behind the afar minadama. In every single thing that exists in this world, there's a neshama. How do you look past so many differences that come up to see the the neshama? 
Okay, so I just want to go back one second that we think this discussion is really like spontaneous. I don't have notes and it, I don't know why my daughter is going to ask me and just comes up. And she doesn't even realize that she's talking about this psukim, but in the Pasha of Nitzavim Vayelech is the Pasha of Kikar Velecha. So we're not far off, just we put the psukim in our dance discussion. There is like a Yad Hashem, there is like in our speech comes Hashem and tell us exactly what to speak. Could it be a different Pasha? No. Mommy is this week partial with one of the top sukkim. So we really see when we open our eyes and we see Yad Hashem and we see the HP, the Hashkacha parties and everything, it's so beautiful. And how to connect, how we connect to another Yid, sometimes it's very hard. But I go back to what I was saying before. Tell yourself, it's not her, it's Hashem. It's not him, it's Hashem. When I really am able to bring Hashem so close to me, and things happen, we're human. The first reaction is going to be a, a reaction that I'm, I'm upset, I can't deal with it, and I'm, I can't connect. Yeah, yeah, okay, and then you're going to say, hold on, this is true, but I have Hashem's plan with me. I have something deeper. And even the first reaction is going to be for a few seconds a negative one. I'm going to push it right away and I'm going to try to look at the whole picture. It's all Hashem. This neshama is pure. It's connected to me. Even though, like I was telling my daughter, she's you want friends, if they're not nice to you, connect with them, give them, be a giver, be the one smiling, and people are going to smile back to us. So we always want the other person to change and the other neshama to shine. Be a shiny light. And like the Hayyam Yam said, with light, light attracts. You're going to shine your light, your neshama, and you're going to be happy. People are going to just come to you and want to know the recipe. And only through Taira that we could have Achtus. Because through the Nefesh Abahamis, it's hard to have Achtus. But when we are connecting ourselves through Taira, then we could see the other person, neshama, and be one with them. Wow. And it's so cool because it literally I, connects to the next question in the Sikha, and I did not even make them in order, that there I was saying that division is a concealment of Elikus. Because if Elikus is revealed, right, how does this connect to the Sikha? They were saying on day one, it, was, it says like, Yaim Echad. It was just Echad. Why doesn't it say Yaim Rishain the first day? Because Echad, it was a day when the entire world and everything was able to see and sense Elikus. And then day two, it was already a division that was created. It was sky and sea. That's a division, right? That's when we have two things. We could have a machlaikas. And then day three is when there was this peace and this clarity. So they were saying about day two is like division is when there's a concealment of Elikus. So we can't really see what's going on behind because really if if it's all about Hashem and it's not about me and you then what is like the machria, the number three what is like the higher you know picture want to happen it gives us the clarity so my question now is how do you see like this statement that there was said that division is a concealment of like coast and when there's two things you can have like opposite things maybe you can connect a little bit to like marriage or like relationships right then there's two things and how do you bring like this third this third way, this like tire way, this thing that connects both of you, and there's when seemingly it just seems like there's just two people that are against each other. Okay, when there is two people, there is always different opinion, right? You want something, the other person something else, want something else. 
So the way to, to bring Hashem and to just let it go, let Hashem, okay, this is, this is my wish. It's what I want to do. I would like to do that. I would like to go. You heard the other person, I hear what you want. And now in your mind, you said, now I'm going to let Hashem do whatever he thinks the best. I'm not going to go, this is, has to be done and be so strong about my opinion because who knows if your opinion is, is going to be the right one. And when you let, let Hashem, it's not like we're not, not going to say our opinion, we don't have opinions. No, I have an opinion and I know what I want, but I'm also flexible and let Hashem step in and let me show where to go. A lot of time I want to go somewhere and I don't really know where I'm going. And I just say, I'm going to let Hashem. Yesterday I was walking with my daughter. I want to go somewhere. And Pook, the lady told me, I'm going to a Shabbos Kala. So I wasn't really planning to go, but I said, it's a message from Hashem. I let Hashem like, guide me. Okay. I, I went with her to Shabbos Kala. It was really nice. So I have, a, I have an option. I want to go somewhere. But then I see messages. I let Hashem be there. I listen to clues. And I, I open myself up for new opportunities. And the new opportunity come. And some people, it's very hard for them. They're very rigid. They made a shopping list. And they want to buy exactly what is on the list. But if I, I have a list, I do my stylus. I do how my you know I do my but then I go to the store and I'll see what Hashem wants me to buy and I'm just going to be open to new uh, recipes if I meet somebody she tell me something to be just flexible and that's how two people could live together when your opinion is not only has to be your opinion but you say your opinion and then you said this is my wish I will like this way and then you just let it go and Hashem always does the best way for you wow yes I have to learn that from you because I think I'm a little bit the opposite. <laughs> um, so speaking about Shabbos, like you were mentioning about the Shabbos Kala, the Shirish of Shabbos is Tavshin Beis. Tavshin Beis, which means, first of all, it's like Shabbos is like the end. It's like the completion of the entire week. Um, but it also means, Tashav means to return. We go back to our source, right? It's Machos. We return back to the source and... Every single one of us in our own way, like enter, because the Rebbe is speaking about Shabbos Shuva, and that's why he speaks about this topic. And speaking about Teshuva, the Rebbe says, what is Teshuva? It's not I'm becoming a new person and, you know, I'm scratching off my, you know, half my body because, like, I'm so bad. Chas v'shalom. No. Teshuva is I'm returning to who I really am inside. As you see, this whole podcast, we're all circling the Shema, Hashem, Echad, etc. But... What does this mean in a practical sense to return to who I really am? Like, there's so many distractions. Does that mean, like, I have to, like, you know, turn off my entire, like, technology life and everything and just, like, you know, like, stand in one spot and, like, say, hi, essence, this is who I am? Like, what what does that mean practically? Like, how does my essence reveal itself in a day-to-day basis? And, like, how, what is it, what is this process of returning? Is it something I have to do? Is it something I have to be? Is it something I have to learn? Rifki is asking always deep question and is Hasidus question. And Chai Elul was um, the day that the Hasidus was accomplished. In the Hayyem Yem, it talked up exactly about this. Sometimes we think that we need to do so much to connect to Hashem and we have to be so deep. And the, uh, the end of the Hayyem Yem sa- says like this. How does one make godliness known? 
by reciting a blessing and a verse of Tehillim. Just by saying one bracha with a kavana, that knowing who you're saying the bracha to, or you say one capital Tehillim, and knowing what you're doing, having this kavana, this connection, it's enough. We don't have to over another year, Miam said, we don't have to, to overturn um, nothing. Or again, let's go back to the Parsha. Let me ever hayam. He, ter- ter- is not that you have to cross the sea or to reach a Shemaim to get it. Kikar Velecha. It's simple. To be a Yid, it's not complicated. It, Hashem wants to live a life, to eat, to sleep, to go, but everything with Hashem in mind. Everything with a Kavana. I'm doing this for Hashem. I'm having children for Hashem. I have guests for Hashem. And everything that I do, beautiful for Hashem, and just be connected in the Kavana. Some people cannot even tell that you're so holy, but you're doing the same thing that everybody else. But in your mind, you're always there. That's all. And it's beautiful how the altar says, one capital to heal him, one blessing. This is how you bring godliness in the world. As simple as that. Let, let, like, that's my idea. Make it simple. Like, it's not complicated. You don't have to learn my marim the whole day, or you don't have to go shiur the whole day. Be real, be honest, be connected. Yeah, it's so true. Like, sometimes I think I have to be like this perfect teacher and have like amazing lessons and come to class every minute prepared. And then it's like, you know, those days when it's like, Hashem, you're speaking through me today. Like, I have no idea what's happening. Like, I've appeared. I don't think it's a good lesson, whatever. And those end up being like sometimes, not always, sometimes being um, incredible, amazing days. Because I have this kavana that I'm actually teaching Hashem's children. Um, you know, I'm, it's not about me being a teacher. It's about the kids revealing their neshama and the kids connecting to Hashem. And my mother actually told me this before we learned Chumash. I asked them, why are we learning Chumash? And everyone goes, to connect to Hashem. It's a one sentence thing. Or before Chavrasa, my mother always says to her Chavrasa, we're learning how to connect to Hashem. Like, talk about like learning from example. I learned so much from just, you know, seeing living example of what you know, what my mother is saying, but literally, like, before you learn with the Chavrasa, say, right now, we're learning to connect to Hashem, it takes out the whole stress of, like, me becoming this big educator, this big, flan, you know, like, amazing, smart person, or, you know, everything, me, 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 right, if not, Chassid is like a self-help book, it's all about, like, selfishness and becoming a perfect person, why are you becoming a perfect person, why you, why do you want to become a better person, because perfect will never happen, right, saying the sentence, I'm here, and I'm learning Taira and Chassid to connect to Hashem, that, that makes it all the difference. That takes it from, you know, me-centered to Hashem-centered. And this ties in beautifully with our next question is, right now there's alikos in the world that could be revealed that Hashem put into the world when he created the world. But then the Rebbe says, incredible, incredible light of Nisam V'yelech Tavshin and Beis. That through a Yid, right? When we learn Tyra and we do a mitzvah, we have this like, power bomb that can bring down this level of light of Hashem that's even higher than the world into the world. Seemingly that would cause it to explode, but no. Through us learning Torah and doing mitzvahs, we have this key to unlock this incredible light that will come down and it will culminate in the coming of Mashiach when this ultimate light will be revealed. So my question to you is, have you ever had a time in your life when things were just like, you know, going slow, regular whatever you know you were doing the regular things and through you adding entire mitzvahs it actually made that 
like things to achieve easier sometimes people think like i'm having children okay let me dive in less okay maybe that is you know i don't know but let's say like learn less or do less or you know cover my hair less i don't know like because i'm so busy and i can't even think i'm not sure if this is the best example but you know what i'm saying like, sometimes we think like you know i'm doing so much so let me just cut off from tyra mitzvah's but there I was saying the opposite. Tyra Mitzvah is the channel for incredible lights that are actually beyond what we can actually imagine. Do you connect with this? And have you ever seen this in your life? Like when you added more, then you saw more bracha. So like Rifki give credit to her mother. I could give credit to my mother, Bracha Shem. So she always used to tell us, you have to go summer first have a mincha. Or you have to do something for first say your chitas. And it's so true. I, I was trying in the morning to make some phone calls to a doctor and I was hold for 45 minutes. Nobody answered. I closed the phone. I did my chitas. Two minutes later, the the, the, the call was answered. And it's not doing more, just being connected and doing the thing for Hashem first. You know, like made Annie, the best is for Hashem. I say, oh, I'm busy. I have to make all these phone calls, the arrangement. Yes, you have to. But if you daven before and you do your chitas before that, then those phone calls are going to take only a few minutes, not the 45 minutes phone calls. Why? Because you had such a brachas, you were connected to Hashem, so you see the, the door opening. So some people say, I'm so busy. Yeah, we are too busy. I'm wasting our time because the brachas are not there. If we remember that... Um, that we are here, Hashem Kaiches, and we remember. I need to daven. Everybody according how much they, they could daven, but do it. You davening first, and your chitas. Then all the thing that you have to take here during the day is gonna take mass, mass, much less time. My friend was saying nobody have time. We have to make the time. So by making time, that's mean. I'm going to do my chitas. I'm going to learn a little bit. Could be also five minutes. Doesn't have to be a long time. But if you do this little extra thing, it's going to take cut off half of the time that you need to do the mundane things. And I could see it over and over the bracha. Then I I know already I'm not going to make any phone calls or any arrangement before I do my, my connection with Hashem. And I, I could guarantee it's so such a bracha. It's, it takes you half of the time. You phone call that, uh, and if it doesn't work, so you'd put a tzedakah. You're going to do, uh, remember, oh, maybe I didn't do one thing. And when you're going to, this, this last thing, it's really the phone call going to be uh, answer. The doctor is going to be like uh, really walk in and walk out. There's no waiting time. And really connected to Hashem makes time during the day that you're going to have time for more connection and more connection. Wow, mommy, it's been real. Thank you so much for coming all the way to your very own home to record this. And I am reminded to take those baby steps and literally just make that bracha with kavana. And remember, it's not about changing mountains and climbing valleys, changing mountains. We're not changing mountains anytime soon. <laughs> uh, climbing valleys. We're not climbing valleys either. But you get, you get what I'm saying. We're not, you know, schwitzing our faces off and, you know, we're just being present to bring Hashem into the picture, saying that one pasuk out loud with Kavana, bringing Hashem into my life, living a Neshama life, living a Ula life. It sounds spiritual, but you made it so practical, just doing those baby changes any last words, any final thoughts before we before we call it a night? 
To be grateful. I'm so grateful to be here speaking to everyone. And I'm so grateful that Hashem gives you the opportunity to have such a wonderful daughter. And I want to bench everyone in the Shana Teva Mesukah, a sweet here, with Gashmus, with Ruchniah, with Everybody should have whatever they need, whatever their heart desire, in a revealed way that Hashem should bless everybody with Bane, Chaye, Mezayin, Revicha, children, life, little health, everybody, everybody, everything that you need. And the main thing is Mashiach now. Thank you so much for calling me. Wow, thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed this episode, share with a friend, give a rating to this podcast, spread the word. Together, we're lighting up the world and bringing Mashiach now. Thank you.